Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. This is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Corporate Chopper, and I'm joined today by Randy Andy Gatson. Hi, Chopper. How are you? I'm going to miss you when you're gone. Yeah, I I'm know. I'm going to miss you when you're gone. I'm going to miss you when you're gone. Whatever that song is. I'm going to miss me too. Um, mm. Yeah. Um, hi. How are you today, mate? I'm all right. I'm all right. Is it next week that you're? Uh... It is that you're, that you're yeah. heading off, yeah. and the week after. Yeah, Chop has been sent on a uh, a business trip by by Mr. Davis to uh, to try and recruit some some other members to the Ollie Authority. So he won't be here for two weeks. He's going to be scouring mm-hmm. the planet. Yes. I imagine the planet. Mm. Mm. It's really easy to do that these days. Yeah, you're going to be scan. You'll be scouring Tier Two London. Yes, which is, <laughs> that- which is the same thing. <laughs> Um, uh, we've got lots of stuff to talk about today, uh, but first let's go ahead and jump into the uh, review of SmackDown, uh, where first things first, we're going to be talking about something that didn't actually happen on SmackDown, it happened on Talking Smack, but Daniel Bryan is retiring, here's the show. Let's talk about Daniel Bryan. Uh, first things first, let's talk about what he actually did on SmackDown, and then we'll get into talking about his little retirement bit that he did, mm. uh, which was on Talking Smack. Uh, so on this show, he was actually in the opening segment with uh, Kevin Owens. It was the KO show uh, that Kevin was hosting. He brought out Daniel Bryan as his guest. And I thought there were a couple of really interesting teasers on this um, KO show segment. Um, because the two of them speaking together, I think they both bounce off each other very naturally. Obviously, they have quite the story history yeah. together. They know each other very, very well. Uh, similar senses of humor and things like that. Um, and Daniel Bryan was saying, you know, with his vision for SmackDown, what he'd want is the Intercontinental Championship to be defended every week while he's there, um, which was nice, uh, a nice idea for starters. And also it just feeds into Daniel Bryan being a lovable workhorse babyface. Love yes. that guy. He's great. Um, but then Kevin Owens says that he's never won a tag team championship and he wants to tag with Daniel Bryan. And I'm like, that's also very interesting. Mm. Mm, spicy. Um, I also loved that bit as well. Uh, I don't know if this line was scripted or not, but just when Kevin Owens just goes, you know, I, I've never won a tag team championship. Daniel Bryan just goes, yeah, you've turned on a lot of your friends. <laughs> and then <laughs> Kevin, Kevin just kind of stumbles from it. He goes, I'm just going to, I'm just going to gloss over that and just carry on. Yeah, no, I, I really, I really enjoyed this. I thought inter- the the interesting part for me, particularly, was when he said, "Talk about the Intercontinental Championship, want to defend it every week." Because, as we said late, he appeared on Talking Smack, uh, and one of the things he said on there was that he wants to put. He's like, not everyone wants to put over young talent. So whether this is going to be a, a John Cena kind of open challenge, a, a Cody open challenge thing, if, if Brian was to win the belt from 
Sammy, I mean, it's not going to be this weekend because uh, there's no match, but possibly, I mean, again, it won't be a Survivor Series. So is it TLC? Random uh, SmackDown match. Yeah, possibly, again. Um, but if you were to win it, it could be like 2021 could be the year of Daniel Bryan putting over people um, and on on his way out, because as we know, he also said that that this could be, and it likely will be, he's seeing this as his his final run in the company. And um, from what we understand, his current contract expires in September 2021, uh, which means he's only got about 11 months left on his contract. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, so, you yeah. know... Touch wood for no, like, you know, injuries or anything. We want his run to be as long as possible. And yeah. like you said, him just putting over talent for a whole year would be amazing. Daniel Bryan is so good at putting other people over. Yeah. Even even if he wins a match, he's really good at getting people over and, in defeat. And if, and if he doesn't want to, like, he doesn't have to win every single match either. He can lose and drop the belt and then keep challenging for it and put someone else over it in that way. And then you just keep having matches with all these people. But, like... I want, so here's my fancy booking for Daniel Bryan's retirement. So Daniel Bryan retires. That's amazing. And he never has another match against The Undertaker in Saudi Arabia in four years' time. I just want him to go out, have a retirement match, and go and be a dad. Go and like look back on the crazy career he's had. Like Genuinely, one of the most astonishing wrestlers of our generation. Like... The way that he captured, I, I, I cannot think of anyone who's captured my kind of, I know it's fake, but he's a baby face and I love him and I want him to win. Like no one's ever captured me like that, like he did going into WrestleMania 30. And he's, I mean, he's a once in a generation guy. And I really hope that, I mean, and he doesn't seem like the sort of person who would, WWE could just go, yeah, but here's a million dollars. And he'd go, ah, oh, yeah, I need because I mean, let's face it, Daniel Bryan doesn't need a million dollars. I mean, he's one of the top paid guys in the company. He has been for a decade. Uh, he's going to be fine. Yeah, totally. And I think the interesting part for me is that this may be the end of his full time run, but we could still get him back for not Saudi matches, but mm. big WrestleMania matches. He could make a surprise appearance in a Royal Rumble every now and again. Like there's yeah. there's and things and stuff for him to do, which wrong I, with I that. really appreciate, um, I also, which would be really great for him. I also respect how much he wants to get Talking Smack over. Like mm. he loves Talking Smack. I mean, those days where he was having go like arguments with the Miz and that sort of stuff, that was some of the best stuff W was putting on. And now Talking Smack's back, he's like, how can I make this? I'm going to tell everyone that I'm retiring. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they'll be like, hey, that means people will want to watch Talking Smack now. Yeah. Uh, not the same without Renee. Um, no. And Raw Talk. Uh, Raw Talk this week, obviously, Raw Talk has never been any, anywhere near as good. I don't know what it is about Talking Smack. I don't know if it's whether just because it's got Daniel Bryan on it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's actually something you should tune into because unlike Raw Talk, things actually happen. Yeah. Um, on, on talking smack uh yeah. so yeah no, it's just and i don't yeah i i, I love daniel bryan i don't begrudge him at all if he wants to stop wrestling it's like it's like the same with with aj styles uh while he's got some unusual views on the world um like he's been wrestling for however long and he said do you know what i'm done i've i've i've, done, I've had my fill i just want to go and watch my son play football got a young daughter i just want to go and spend time with them i'm like that's fair cool i don't know why i did one thumb up and the other with a fist cool man <laughs> um yeah uh, but yes I, I i totally agree with you i think brian i'm hoping because he's got a fair amount of creative uh influence as well um from what we're, we're being told in, in reports and such i'm hoping that he gets the kind of book that maybe like the last six months of six months of his run <laughs> He'll just be like, okay, I want to face these people. I want to make sure that I have really good feuds with this collection of people and we'll make it work. Like him having a mid-card to upper mid-card feud with Cesaro would be amazing. I, yeah, I like, you were going to say that. Him, him, him just trying to put over Big E more. Him uh, coming in and wrestling Kevin Owens and wrestling Sami Zayn and just being like, I want to make sure that I have the best match I can have with each of these guys before I go 
I'd love to see that. I think it would be amazing. He's going to get retired by Baron Corbin. Please don't. Please don't. Please. It's going to be a, it's going to be a two-on-one handicap match. Baron Corbin and Lars Sullivan retire Daniel Bryan at Backlash. You're banned from the uh, from the SmackDown podcast as of right now. Uh, can't have those opinions on this stream. Right here. <laughs> also, you exposed the fact that we've got very small backdrops. Who cares? Um, <laughs> moving on. Um, but yes, that wasn't the only bit with Daniel Bryan on this show. Uh, as um, after the the kind of fun back and forth with Kevin Owens, every other tag team on SmackDown came out, and I do mean that literally uh, because Ruben Ziggler came out uh, and said something uh street profits came out and said we're the champions and then cesaro nakamura came out and said we used to be the champions holla holla four on four tag match players um so yeah it was rude ziggler cesaro nakamura versus street profits kevin owens and daniel bryan bryan somehow got into his ring gear even though he was in a suit yes on the it was kind of show. Like he was wearing one of those suits which is just the front and actually mm. on the back it's nothing and he just sort of went huh. Yeah, uh, and it was all off. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I guess they're I guess they're used to doing it quickly, but I also guess that SmackDown is, uh, I mean, it, it, there was a break in between, wasn't it? I'm not, I'm not. There was there was an ad yeah, break. Yeah, yeah. There was a break. Even, break, even yeah. so, it was it, it just looked like he must have had his yeah. ring gear on it underneath like, his suit. Right, Daniel, we're off air. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's probably what did happen. Yeah, because um, I don't think he was there on the apron when the match started. I think he came in later after the match had already begun, just because I doubt he was actually ready. <laughs> but, oh god, you get back! Um, but the match itself, I thought, was kind of fun. It was yeah. fine to start with. Daniel Bryan is so so good that he can even make me care about a four on four throwaway tag match. Um, he pretended to tweak his knee after landing awkwardly from his backflip spot um, off yeah. the top rope, uh, and his knee just got worked over for the rest of the match. And then Angelo Dawkins got a hot tag, and then everyone went mental. Everyone just went in and was just like, I'm going to hit this move. I'm going to hit this move. This counter. This move yeah. over here. This move on the other side uh, of the ring. It's like, what is happening? They enjoyed the the opening to this SmackDown premiere last week so much. I just thought, let's do that, but on a slightly smaller scale, where everyone just ran into the ring and started beating each other up. Um, yeah, yeah uh, nothing wrong with the match at all. Like uh, sometimes you just got to have a match. I mean, as and as far as we know, this this episode of SmackDown was being written right up to the last second, so they were kind of like, "Oh, we need twenty minutes." Uh, you eight guys. Go and do a thing. Um, and yeah, the, the match ended with a, with a massive Angelo. The height he gets. I don't know whether he gets so much height. That's what I said. Um, I don't know whether it's he actually jumps higher or just the way he does, he, he moves his body. But it just looks no, like he jumps he about three times higher than anyone else I've ever seen. He is a very springy man, for starters. His jump height is absurd and he uses the bounciness of the ropes yeah. to just elevate him even higher and he just doesn't care how high he goes he's like i'm just gonna jump as high it, as i can off it almost as high as tamina's splash um, i know yeah like genuinely and uh montez ford and bianca belair must be the two most athletically gifted people married it must be the most athletically gifted married couple in the world because <laughs> um, you like see all of these records like because you know those nxt sort of trials they do where mm -hmm. like who's got the best deadlift who's got the who can jump the highest it's like Bianca Belair, Bianca Belair, Bianca Belair, Bianca Belair, Bianca Belair. Um, I don't know. I haven't seen the men's one, actually, but I'm assuming Montez is on there somewhere with jump height. Probably with jump height, yeah. You'd think. I know Otis actually has like the biggest, biggest deadlift, so there you go. Mm, the more you know. Um, but yeah, the, the match itself was fun. Babyfaces won. Um, and then backstage afterwards, um, the babyface is celebrating, but then Sami Zayn kind of accosts Daniel Bryan and says, hey, man. You know, I heard what you were saying out there about Intercontinental Championship being defended every week. Appreciate that. But also, I'm the champion. And when I'm the champion, I get to say what happens. So, sorry, bud. Um, which is really cool. Again, I don't know what direction the story is going. I don't know if Owens is going to get involved in the Intercontinental Championship picture. I don't know whether it's just Brian and Zayn. I don't know whether Brian and Owens are going to be a tag team. But I don't care because all of them sound really fun. So, uh, Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a... Uh... Owens and Brian are friends, and then Owens turns on Brian and so oh, that would Danny. be classic Owens, wouldn't it? Yes. 
turning on someone else. T- turn him heel again. Why not? Um, but yeah, uh, now we'll actually go through kind of, uh, I guess we're oh, wow. already kind of doing chronological what? They just book Owens versus, no, Brian versus Zane in Hell in a Cell. And uh-huh. then Brian is going to jump off. And then Owen pulls Zane off the table at the last second to, to mirror what As, happened with Shane. To mirror what happened with Shane. That yeah. would almost work if Brian was going to jump off the cell, but I yes. don't think don't he want is. Him to. Don't do that. We want you to retire yeah. next year. Also, I don't want a fourth Hell in a Cell match tomorrow, no, please. If you're wondering um, what's gone wrong with the Hell in a Cell match, head over to uh, rustalk.com where I have explored that very fact in my latest What Went Wrong. It's really mm. good. Um, yeah. Well, you know, you're also very humble. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Do you like wrestling? Do you like improv? Do you like role-playing games? Then you'll love No Rolls Barred, presented by the WrestleTalk Podcast Network. Six players come together to create a fictional wrestling promotion, roll dice, and create the kind of insanity that real companies can only dream of creating. Can Tony the Milkman survive the twilight of his career and still find time to care for his wrestling son? Can the Denimatrix overcome the vicious apex and achieve total denimation? Can brothers Golden Joe and Silver Bro coexist exist as a tag team before they combust. Find out now with the wrestling show that everyone's talking about. No Rolls Barred is available wherever you get your podcasts and only presented on the WrestleTalk Podcast Network. Now let me say thank you to some very special people, and those are our $25 and above pledge hammers on Patreon. If you've not been over to WrestleTalk's Patreon page yet, you should. WrestleTalk Extra has gone live recently, which was Halloween Havoc 95, where Ollie and Luke review uh, Halloween Havoc 95. It takes them like three hours to go through it all. It's great. There's Monster Trucks and Lex Luger versus Meng, which has wow. minus one star, according to the Wrestling Observer. Brilliant. Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely worth your time. We've also got WrestleTalk After Dark coming up soon as well. Um, so check it out for all sorts of bonus content. And if you pledge at the $25 or above tiers, you also get your very own personal 
wrestling name that gets read out on a show much like this one so thank you to i'm batty man nathan batty Woo! Oh, go on batty man please sir can i have some more domnal bags Woo! yeah thank you very much lemon in the past kieran Pryor. Woo! Ah. thank you Xandermania running wild. Woo, yes, thank you very much. Arnie K, the K stands for the coolest dude ever. Ah, Woo. that's not how you spell it. Cool. Kenyada Ankle Lock Blaylock. Woo, that's yes, thank you very much. Evil Evie Dark Kitsune. Woo, yes, thank you very much. The Gobbledykooka. Woo, yes, thank you very much. Colin McLeaner than Finn Balor. Woo, ah, thank you. Is. Order of Merit, White Low. Ooh, yes, thank you very much. Martin Santoya talking to me. Woo, yes, yes I thank was. you. Jim Possible Prendergast. Woo, thank you very much. Blompier's number one fan, Tom Delves. Woo, yes, ah, thank you. And finally, the sassy Southern Bell. <laughs> Morgan Day Evans, whatever your name is. There's a fly in my face. Morgan Evans. Actually, Morgan. appreciate our Patreon backers. Thank you very Morgan. much. Morgan. Hey, Morgan she might Evans. be well, in which case Thank it, it you could very be Morgan. Much. Thank you very much. Morgan Evans. Sassy Southern. Sassy. Sassy Southern Bell. Sappy Southern. Yeah. Sappy Southern Bell. That's I'm going to Sappy Bell. Different. Yes. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the WrestleTalk podcast. Uh, please press the video that just appeared on the screen to catch up with more awesome WrestleTalk stuff. Tune in for Helena Cell live reactions tomorrow and press the button in the middle that you become a pledge hammer on Patreon. I've been Corporate Chopper. I've been joined by Randy Andy Datsun. And that was Smash. Uh, mm. But now we'll talk about the uh, the rest of the show. We were already sort of going in chronological order anyway, because that was the opening segment. Uh, but then we had, <laughs> we'll talk about them all together. We had the Law and Otis skits uh, through the night, yes. uh, which was the the teased official legal stuff between Otis and The Miz that's been teased and delayed for a while. Um, and it was basically just a bunch of uh, skits. There were three of them throughout the night. And it was just them in a in a in a courtroom. JBL was the judge overseeing it, uh, with Ron Simmons also there. And uh, by the end of the first segment they did with Miz kind of saying, you know, Otis is wrong. He's had money in the bank negligence. He's put me through emotional trauma and physical trauma and blah 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 blah. blah. And Otis just uh, his defense was, yeah, but I want money in the bank. And I and I was like, by the end of the first segment, I was like, you know what? This is really stupid, but I really like it. I feel like we could get some really funny skits here on the rest of the night. And we didn't get that because it got way less funny really quick. Yeah, it did. It's it it was kind of like they had a good idea. Mm. And then they just went, uh, but we need it to be a lot longer than that. So let's, let's have let's Astros drag it out. Screaming in Japanese. Wait, wait, wait. We'll get there. We'll get there. Right. We'll get there. So yeah, after the first one, it was just a very basic Miz and Otis saying their their piece. Miz fired the person he'd hired because she wanted to talk. And also, I like the fact when Otis gave his defense, uh, she turned to uh, Miz and Morrison were laughing at each other, saying, like, "And you want money in the bank, whatever." And she turns to Miz and just goes, "That's a good argument." And Miz just looks at her, just like really offended, just goes, "You're fired." Like, <laughs> to be fair, if you were in court and they said something, uh, like the the defense said something, and the prosecution went, oh, "That's a really good point, actually." It's a good point. You yeah. would, you would like, no, you're not supposed to say that out loud, even if it's true. <laughs> Don't blame me um, at all. So yeah, so after the first one, I was feeling optimistic. I said, like, "You know what? This is pretty funny. I'm I'm optimistic about this." Uh, but then the second one came in later on in the night, and it was a bunch of witnesses saying their accounts of what's happened with uh, Otis's Money in the Bank run. And John Morrison is there saying he's got emotional scars, which wasn't all that funny. Miz gave him a thing to blow his nose, which was also supposed to be funny, I think. Mm. It wasn't. Um, Rey Mysterio, I thought this was going to be hilarious because as soon as I saw Ray, I was like, oh, he was in Money in the Bank. He got thrown off the roof. I was going to talk about how he like died, right? Being yeah. thrown off the roof. It's going to be really funny, like in meta joke. No, he said, oh, I was there. Otis won. He should cash in when he wants. I was like, oh, 
Uh, okay. All oh, right. The com- mm. Your comedic timing is. is <laughs> yeah. <fantastic>. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like it. Yeah. Like you said, it just got progressively less interesting. Mm-hmm. Like they, they. It was like they went to Ray, mate. We haven't got anything for you to mm. say. Just imagine you're actually in court. What would you say? And he goes, uh, "Otis won. Otis uh, won. Uh, uh, I fell onto a smaller roof." Uh, if he'd have said that, I'd have, I'd have, I'd have passed it. If it, if he'd have said, "I was there, Otis won. I feel like he should cash in." You know, I was there. I got thrown off the roof. You know, even if he'd have just said that as like a little line into it, I would have been okay with it. But he didn't say that, and I'm very upset about it. Um, but then after that, they had Asuka come on, who just said Japanese, which I thought was funny. Her just being like, just reading off Japanese and everyone's being like, uh, would have been very funny if they'd have just left it there. But then JBL turns to an unseen figure and just says, did you get any of that? And then suddenly Teddy Long's there. Former SmackDown general manager Teddy Long. And he said, I got every word. I was like, Teddy Long speaks Japanese. And then Asuka just goes, holla, holla, holla. And I was like, what am I watching? Right now, I'm so confused as to what's happening. Yeah. Uh, you can book, <laughs> yeah. You can book Teddy Long on Cameo uh, now. Mm. Um, I'll, I'll find out how much he is if, if yeah. anyone wants. Uh, and, and the thing with Asuka's thing is I don't, her saying a holla 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 wasn't funny. It was kind of cringy. It was, I know, mm. he's no longer available. Oh, no. WWE must have taken it, you reckon? <laughs> Which is crazy because... Someone reviewed him today. Oh, well, he's deleted um, it right now then. Exclusive my, on the SmackDown podcast. Teddy Long, Co- no longer Cody, available on Cameo. Cody, who, who, work, who works on the Restore website, he got one from him like three days ago. That's how I knew yeah. Teddy Long was. Yeah, he appeared anyway, on WWE. That means Teddy Long has been signed to a new contract. Teddy Long is going to be in hell Exclusive himself. right here. Mm. Um, but yeah, after that, I was like, what am I watching? This is really weird. Tucker then was next in the witness stand. And then he said that he wasn't very funny either. It was just more serious stuff of him just being like, I want to beat up you, Miz, because you're mean about Otis and you drafted Mandy Rose to Raw. And it was like, and then I just got, I got in my own head about it. Cause I was like, but then Tucker, you didn't get drafted. And then you chose to go to Raw. Why did you do that? That doesn't make any sense, Tucker. Also, Tucker, one of the things that Tucker was so annoyed about was the fact that Otis wouldn't stop talking to Mandy. So why would he care that much that Mandy's getting over to, I don't know. But then he says he wants to beat up Miz. Everyone kind of goes, whoa, JBL calls for a recess. And then Teddy Long just goes, I need to pee. And I was like, comedy? What? What is is that funny? On on Cameo, you're only getting for like uh, a minute. So that's fair. Yes. Then he had to to go. But I mean, (laughs) so Tucker, Miz and Morrison, they're all Raw stars. Mm -hmm. Raw count three. Raw count was there. Was no one else was there? Uh, Asuka, Asuka is okay, four. Raw, uh, Ray's SmackDown, Tucker's Raw, Morrison's Raw, Miz's Raw. Yeah, just the four, then just mm. the four Raw stars, just the four Raw stars on the SmackDown segment. Yeah. yeah, it's fine, you know. They don't have to stick to brand splits when they're in court, you know. That's whatever, yeah, I guess. So, if you're um, going to court, you have to attend, yeah. Uh, and then the, the third and final segment, which was straight after the second one after an ad break um was jbl giving his verdict uh the one bit i did like the through line throughout it was the law and order dun dun sounds that they kept playing um and everyone for for this one they just reacted to it which was quite funny and it was just they just did dun, dun. everyone just went like the hell is that like <laughs> again there's little bits where i'm just laughing at it but the whole thing as a whole i'm just like hmm that was not great um yeah. jbl was going to rule against the miz because he literally doesn't have a case um, because he's just saying like money. The Mac holders have a year to cash in. It hasn't been a year yet. So, I, you know, I, there's no case, but then Miz goes, well, you haven't seen this evidence and it gets out a briefcase, hands it over to JBL. He did have a case. And yeah. yeah. And then uh, JBL kind of pops open the lid and, you know what's in the briefcase. It's quite clearly money, but just to make sure you know it's money, there's a really goofy cha-ching sound effect when he opens up the yeah, briefcase. It's, like, it's almost like they could have edited those big dollar signs in his eyes. <laughs> like, <"Ooh." laughs> 
It's exactly the kind of goofiness it was like. And then you could have like, put it in a, in a sack that just said swag on it with a big dollar sign. Yeah. Ran out of yeah. the courtroom afterwards. Exactly, yeah. Uh, so then JBL succumbs to the bribe and says, nope, JK, Miz wins, lol. Uh, on Sunday at Hell in a Cell, Otis, you have to uh, defend your money in the bank briefcase against the Miz. I mean, surely, yeah. if, if he's the We've judge... We've got a fifth match. If he's the judge, he could have just gone... Otis, give your briefcase to the Miz. Not rather than going, hmm. Like, is that all the Miz wanted? Like, Miz was like, mate, here's loads of money if I can have a match. Yeah, I, I it doesn't make sense, but you know what? I'm going to, all of it didn't make sense, so it's fine. Um, at least we've got a fifth match for tomorrow, um, mm. which is something. Um, I, I'm all for Otis versus Miz for Money in the Bank, just because I don't want to see Otis as Mr. Money in the Bank anymore. They I've, never had any plans for him winning. It was just a bit dumb. I, th- I think, yeah, uh, yeah, I think it's quite clear. And I'm going to regret saying this on Monday because it won't happen. But I think it's quite clear that Miz is winning this. Um, yeah, fingers crossed, eh? Yeah. Uh, if you, if yeah, that's what I predicted anyway on Wrestle League. So that, that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, but did you know that um, now that she's on SmackDown, Zelina Vega is going to get a really big singles push. Mm, yeah 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 super super duper huge uh singles push for for zelina um jk because bianca belair's here um so yeah they had um bianca belair had a quick video package um kind of recapping all the other video packages that she's had on raw she came out and she dominated zelina vega um lasted maybe two minutes thing is bianca belair and i'm not saying i want anyone to be squashed but don't squash someone who's just challenged for the raw women's championship I like, get that. You've got you've got Billy Kay on your roster. I get that, but I know why they did Zelina Vega because Bianca Belair can quite easily throw her around because she's small. And also, they've had the whole Street Profits versus Andrade thing for yeah. I don't know whether that was came into their. Mind, I don't but... think that matters. I think that was a happy coincidence uh, on their part. But yeah, Belair dominated. It was great. Love seeing Belair do Belair things of just throwing people around and being strong. One with a KOD in like two minutes was great. Love Bianca. I think she's hopefully going to be challenging for SmackDown Women's title before long. Mm. That would be great. Um, And then afterwards, we had exactly the same match, but with Lars Sullivan and Shorty G instead. Yes. Um, But, and I don't know, whatever, the match was what it was. Uh, But after the match... That's when when spicy stuff happened. Because you've got Shorty G sitting in the the trainer's room. No, 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 no. Sorry, before that, he cuts a promo basically to say... I've been overlooked. I'm sick of it. I quit because he. And then they were like, Mate, "That's that's Sunday's thing. You can't really do that. You, mm. you can't." Um, but uh, yeah, so he says he quits, uh, and then he goes backstage, and he's in the trainer's room, going, "Oh my arm." Um, Adam Pierce walks it walks in. He's like, "I don't want to be Shorty G anymore. I am Chad Gable, and I'm a real boy." Yes, that's exactly what he said. There was um, a small yeah. cheer across all fans in the world. It going, was amazing. <laughs> no longer shorty G. Legit. Like I, I, my notes here was just like because he said before his match with Sullivan, he was being like, "Look, I'm here to prove I belong here. I've been overlooked for ages. I've not had a chance to do anything here yet. I want to prove I belong here." Gets beaten in two minutes. Says he quits, and then in the backstage bit, he's saying like, "Look." Yeah, I quit. I quit as being Shorty G because I'm Ooh. I'm done being overlooked. He like grabs his Shorty G armbands and throws him on the floor to be like, look, I'm sick of being the guy who has to smile and tell everyone that they can achieve. They can do what they want. They can't achieve anything they put their minds to. But you know who can? It's an Olympian with a, a, a list of accomplishments so long you wouldn't believe. And his name is Chad Gable. And I was like, just yes! <laughs> no Dude. Shorty G. Three week push. Uh, yeah, totally. He's, to- too, I, he's too short to be pushed. I would say <laughs> not even three weeks. I don't think they're going to push him at all. I think it's just a yeah. It's a name change. That's it. Quite, quite possibly. I don't know what belt he's going to go for. He doesn't he really fit, fit in the IC at the moment. He doesn't fit in the WWE. He hasn't got a tag partner. He won't go for a title. He will continue to get beaten, but as Chad Gable now. And yes. WWE be like, look, aren't you fans happy? He's Chad. He, we got rid of Shorty G. That's what you guys wanted. He should be called Chad G. Abel. Because he's able now. After that, uh, we got uh, Bailey 
in the ring, saying that she's still not going to sign the contract for Sasha. She's been doing interviews, and they keep asking her about Sasha Banks. She's the SmackDown Women's Champion. Stop asking about Sasha. I'm right here. Um, But then Sasha Banks comes out and says that um, she she kind of um, outsmarts her a little bit, just saying, like, I've got the contract. You should probably sign this. And Bailey's like, no, why would I do that? And then Sasha outsmarts her. She beats her up a bit. And then she kind of grabs a chair, puts it around her neck, and kind of chokes her out, kind yeah. of doing a mini sort of bank was, statement yeah. through a chair, which was, was like nice. She did on Charlotte through the the, the metal mm. thing on, on that episode of Raw. Um, yeah, no, it was it, that was cool. Uh, I, 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 I don't. I think Sasha Banks's husband is a fashion designer. Is he? Yes. Yes. She, I, I, I want him to design me because she is coming out with some absolutely awesome outfits these last few weeks. Totally, yeah. She's so, brilliant. yeah. So, so what's it? What's his name? I feel I like forget. He, yeah. Anyway, hit me up. I'm really unfashionable. Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> I, I really like this. I like I said on, uh, like I've like I've said before. I, as much as this match is like a, it's like a, it's a blood feud and everything. I doesn't doesn't need to be in Hell in a Cell. I don't think that really adds anything to it. I, I would almost prefer this was just a straight one on one in the ring mm. without any gimmicks. Because, like, I know in Hell in a Cell they can use chairs. I think chairs are going to come into a lot, and there's going to be a lot of kind of teasing of chairs around necks and people escaping a last minute and things like that. Um, but yeah, I feel like this almost could be a foreshadow of the that that sort of neck choke spot could be a foreshadowing of Sunday's finish. Ooh. Well, I've got Bailey to win on Sunday because <laughs> Oh my god. Um but yes, um uh, while she's kind of got her in this choke thing, she forces Bailey to sign the contract saying she won't let go until she signs it. She signs a contract, match is made for tomorrow. Yay. I thought this was a very nice go-home angle. Added a bit of intensity because the, the feud has been great through the year. It stumbled a little bit in the past couple of weeks. Just like, you know, having them having that random match for a DQ finish was a bit lame. Mm. Um, so I think, you know, I, I think this added a bit more fire to it again, which was nice. Yeah. Um, after that, we got the second and third Laura and Otis bits. And then we had a match I really would have liked to have seen tomorrow at Hell in a Cell, which was Seth Rollins versus Murphy. I wouldn't be at all surprised if we do get it tomorrow. Oh, please don't. They had a really good match and a really conclusive finish on this one. I really don't want them to redo it. Genuinely wouldn't. Or it's, again, Seth against Dominic or something like that. Please. On the pre-show. Don't. Um, But this match had a really cool video package beforehand, which Mm -hmm. was pay-per-view worthy. It recapped like Rollins and Murphy's entire history and the storyline with the Mysterios from start yeah. to finish. Like, it was a whole thing. And I was like, it, it, it feels feel, like a pay-per-view match. Yeah, it, it felt a bit like they'd put all the all the list of matches down for Hell in a Cell and someone accidentally wrote this one on SmackDown. Yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, I was after the video package finished, I was like, man, I really want to see this match, but not right now. I want to see it on Sunday. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, um, during this match, though, um, Aaliyah Mysterio was backstage watching it. Uh, Ray and Don come in just being like, what you doing? And she's like, well, I'm just watching. I'm just watching Murphy. And they go, well, you shouldn't be doing that. Stop watching him. Um, but the match itself, I thought was brilliant. I thought it was really, really good. Not necessarily. It's not like the most insane, flippy technical match ever. But I think the story through it was so good. There was um, they were both kind of even to start with. But then Murphy hit a meteora off the top rope and he seemed to like land awkwardly on his arm which he, he did legitimately look like he landed awkwardly. He sold it really well. And then from then, he was just selling his arm the whole time. It, and commentators were like, maybe he separated his shoulder. Maybe there's something going on there. Like he rolled out the ring, went to the barricade and was trying to like put his shoulder back in and stuff like that. It was really cool selling. Rollins took advantage of that. And just through the whole thing, there were times where Murphy like went to go for a powerbomb but didn't have his arm strength. So he just dropped Rollins. Um, just really cool stuff like that. And there was an amazing, really cool ending sequence that I really, really liked. When you just think that it's going to be a standard WWE TV match ending where Rollins just hits the stomp and wins, it shows that Murphy's like starting to learn and like become mm. his own proper wrestler. Because always when he was with Rollins, he was the guy who took the pin all the time. But now he's starting to evolve into his own character and like be it on on the same kind of footing as Rollins. 
So as Rollins goes for the stomp, he manages to counter, goes for the knee, which Rollins counters. He goes for a roll-up, which Rollins counters, and they come back again and again until Rollins manages to twist around and slam his shoulder into the mat, hit the stomp, and then pick up the win. And I was like, you could have just had the stomp and the win, but that little ending sequence just shows that like Murphy's got something in there that like maybe on a different day he could have won. I mean, Ro- Rollins knows how to finish. Like, There's something good, like... He's a good wrestler. He might be a bit of an idiot on Twitter and stuff like that, but he really knows how to book a finish. I mean, remember that? Remember that uh, AJ Styles match where he goes for the stomp and somehow Styles manages to get him into a Styles clash? Like one of the craziest things I've ever seen. But he, like, it, throughout his career, he just knows how to change a finish so that it's not just gut kick stomp. Mm-hmm. Like, totally, yeah. yeah. He just knows. And it. then there's Hell in a Cell 2019, but we won't talk about that one. Um, he didn't yes. that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Rollins won with the stomp. Really, really cool match and quite like a, a decisive finish, but you get the sense that, like, on another day, Murphy could have done it. Yeah. Um, but then afterwards, Rollins grabs a kendo stick and it looks like he's going to start beating on Murphy again. Liam Mysterio comes out. And uh, says so she she's gonna uh, well she they saw, show her backstage at first and she says I'm gonna go help just because we need that I guess uh, and then she comes out and she doesn't know what to do she's kind of standing at ringside while he just starts to beat up Murphy and she's like I've got to do something she dives into the ring and just throws herself in the way um, and Rollins just stops and he's like huh weird do you Which think cool Aaliyah is going to take a stomp. At some point, which is going to lead to a final Ray versus Rollins match. No, she's got so much hair that she could sort of go near the mat, and it would look like her head because she's not she's not a trained wrestler, is she? Not a stomp. Yeah, like I said, she's like you just said, she's not a trained wrestler. I don't yeah. think she'd take a stomp. Maybe she could take like a punch or something, but not not a stomp. I think that's too much. Um, but yeah, she she I came out. She to take a punch. The stop you can pretend. I don't know. Nah, I think there's much more protection from the person doing it when you're doing a punch, yeah. as opposed to when you're taking the stomp. You have to protect yourself. So I think that's it's easier for for mm. like someone to protect her, Rollins to protect her if she's going to like hit her. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, Aaliyah saves saves Murphy. Dominic runs out, and he's like, "What are you doing?" Stop protecting Murphy. This isn't our business. This isn't our fight. And uh, and then Rollins kind of sneaks up behind him and starts attacking Dominic. And Aaliyah's like, ah, my brother's getting hit. What am I supposed to be doing? Um, and then Ray comes out with the music and all, chair in hand, and Rollins just runs away um, because he knows now he's outnumbered. He ain't going to last there. And then Ray, Ray and the rest of the family are like, who's right here? Stop looking after him. He's done terrible things to our family. Um, talking about Murphy and and she's like he's not like Seth anymore. Not Do you like not guys don't see that? He's not like he's not like most guys. Yeah, yeah. he's not like most Seths. Um, and then uh, while Ray and Dominic are kind of talking, Aaliyah goes and just helps Murphy get back to his feet and kind of has this weird one arm sort of hug thing. Um, just to end the segment, and both Ray and Dom just stop talking, just looking at it, just like what what are you doing. So here's my, okay, so she's protecting Murphy next time. And that's when she could like, she could easily have a, st- I don't know why I want her to get, I think, I just feel like it would really add something. Like she could get stomped onto Murphy's like midriff. And that wouldn't hurt. I mean, he's got a hard You don't know that. You don't know that. Um, I don't think she should take a stomp. That's just me. It's already a fairly dangerous move. Remember when it got banned for years? Mm. Yeah, for no reason. Mm, no reason at all um but yeah you i think you have to be trained to to take it properly and i don't okay if she's gonna take a stomp i don't want it to look pants and i think yeah. if she took a stomp it might look pants what, and it would like ruin the, the impact the linda mcmahon stunner yes exactly that yeah. um but yeah the segment just ends with ray and dom just looking at alia like what you're doing and yeah. uh alia just kind of tending to to murphy thought it was great um i as much as this story is stale, because we've seen Mysterios versus Rollins for ages, the whole Murphy turning and the the infighting between Mysterios makes this feel a bit different now and a bit fresh. So I'm I'm still invested in this story. I'm still excited for it. I just wish that this match was on pay per view. I think it would have been. I think it would have benefited. The match itself would have benefited without the ad breaks and having a whole 
a larger audience, I guess, for for it. But um, then we had the the main event segment, which was Roman Reigns coming out to explain his tribal consequences uh, of the I Quit match, uh, which was um, it, he was about to start talking before the the Titantron comes up, and um, seemingly Jey Uso uh, is on there, cap and bandana and everything, um, but Swerve. It wasn't Jay. It was Jimmy. He pulls down the the mask, takes off the hat, and he's like, "Well, maybe you could ask my brother." And said, "He's behind you." In comes Jay Uso, attacks Roman, gets a super kick in, gets a splash, and they get on the ramp and they're like, "Yeah, we got one up on Roman. We're awesome." And Roman's like, "Hang on a minute, just before you start celebrating too much, here's a little bombshell." Um, and then came in and was just like, "Just so you know," um, and now the wording of this. What he said here, I think, is really interesting because he says that, like, after you say I quit on Sunday and I will make you quit, you have to fall in line and accept orders for me as your tribal chief. You will admit that I am your tribal chief. If you can't do that, you and the rest of your entire family are banished from the Samoan dynasty. And Jay and Jimmy sold this brilliantly. Just like, who? How do you? Who are you to do that kind of thing? Like they probably were like indignantly enraged by this, which was a great sell for it. Yeah. So the wording of it is like, is it going to form this this reported kind of like faction that they're going to be doing with Jay and Jimmy as like underlings to Roman, begrudging underlings, being like, well, we've got to, got to, he's the head of the table, we've got to do what he says, or are they just going to be kind of like? banished from the family maybe that's why they stick with roman for ages under the threats of being banished for ages yeah i don't know i'm I, really curious i mean so two things first of all is this going to be the tagline of her is it going to be hell in a cell tribal consequences <laughs> um and secondly I, I what i can see happening is something like they accept to, to be his unling but they sort of really didn't they, they're kind of acting like they really don't want to be and then they're Got two other baby faces in the ring. Oh, do you know what, guys? We we're sorry that you have to do this, and then they just get super kicked, and they're like, "No, we want to be in this family. Yeah, we're cool. We actually are. This is all part of the plan. We this is this is how we wanted to get ourselves over." Uh, I'd hate that. I wouldn't want them to for it to be the plan all along. Was them hmm. to to get in? I'd want them to be begrudging forever, and maybe they start to get used to it later. But it was never like this was what we always wanted. Hmm. Um, because I think that would be rubbish um, and that would undermine the entire story they've been telling up to this point. But I'd really like it if they were, you know, his underlings for a, a while. And then maybe when The Rock comes back, they turn on Roman. And that's when they're just like, no, screw you. Rock's going to put you in your yeah. place. Rock's this the head of the table. The head Thank you very much. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, th- I think that's a really cool story to tell if they, if they end up doing, if they end up doing that. I wasn't sold on the whole reigns faction thing to start with because i just felt like they'd start going to the usos do all the work and roman is just like he starts becoming baron corbin 2.0 who just has people that take pins for him and stuff like that and i'm like i don't want to see roman doing that but i think if if they continue the the quality of storytelling they've been doing with roman so far it's going to be amazing and i'm i'm really looking forward to it i'm looking forward to sunday as a whole um so overall I thought this was a killer episode of SmackDown. I thought this was great. I thought I had some really good go-home angles for tomorrow, which is unusual for WWE. But yeah. this really this felt like a go-home show. Uh, the, the ending bit, which I forgot to say as well, the Hell in a Cell lowered, and it was just Jay and Roman kind of staring off on other sides, on two different sides of the Hell in a Cell wall, which was cool. I liked it. Um, more effective than Monday's one, where Drew shot himself inside with Randy going, well, where have they gone? Who knows? I, um, yeah, I, I, think, I think Jay's going off the top. Um, I hope not. I don't want to see anyone do off the top the top hell in a cell spot anymore. It's I don't want to say it's overdone, but it is overdone. But the way he climbed the the cell at the end, I, mm-hmm. I it just felt like that was a bit of a, a bit of foreshadowing. Mm, um, but yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. It's for F five show. I don't think there was there were things that I didn't like, but there was nothing nothing that was like, oh, that is so bad. I don't like the fact that, that that they kind of kept going with the Otis thing. Like they could have made that one segment. Um, I don't like the fact that Lars Sullivan's on TV, but 
I'm not going. Oh, so bad that I it was like actually worthy of me knocking points off. So yeah, I think I think four out of five is a pretty yep. fair rating. I uh, there's it's an easy four out of five for me because yeah, I I thought that the Murphy Rollins match was great. I'm I'm really excited for Daniel Bryan's story and what's going to happen with the Intercontinental uh, title through that. Uh, Bailey Banks I thought was a good go home angle. I thought the Reigns Uso one was a great go home angle. Chad Gable's back, no more Shorty G. Bianca Belair looking strong. There's a lot to like on this show. And despite, you know, we have our grievances with Sullivan and the Laura Otis stuff, I think, went on too long and wasn't always funny. There were bits that did make me laugh as well. So, yeah, really easy four out of five show for me. I thought it was almost, almost up there to be a five, almost. Mm. But they'd have needed a few more. Laura, If Laura Otis had been hilarious all the way through, yeah. I'd have considered giving this a five, I think. But it wasn't. So I've got an email here, Mister Mister Danson, and I shall read out shortly. It comes from I won't say the name yet. It says hello, Wrestle Talk. Should I have to guess who it was or what? I mean, I'll, I'll, you'll see who it is through the course of the email. But is it Dan? It's not Dan. Okay. Um, it's been a long, long time since we last spoke. Apologies for that, and please allow me to explain where I've been. Uh, shortly after the Speaking Out movement, I decided to take a little break from wrestling media as the updates on everything that was happening around the time was very overwhelming, and I wanted to take a step back from it all. I always went through a pretty emotional breakup, uh, which uh, took a bit of a toll on me, and Wrestle Talk Parts of Unknown was bringing back a lot of memories of this person. Um, I think I know who it is. I think I know who it is. Mm, we'll see. Uh, you can probably work out who I'm talking about, uh, but I'd like to clarify that there's no hard feelings at all between me and my ex, and I wish, to, wish her all the best in life. But despite all the negativity that was around at the time, I have some good news to give you as well. On <laughs> September 26th, I officiated my first professional wrestling show with my local promotion, wow. Phoenix Wrestling, here in Cork, Ireland, and now I'm their full-time referee. Uh, the show was called Unlock Stock and Two Meters Apart, and it will be available on our streaming service very soon. Shameless plug. I feel really bad that it's taken me this long to get back in touch with you all, but you shall be hearing from me a lot more again, this time under a new name. Take care, lads, and much love from Phoenix Wrestling referee Joseph Tyrrell, formerly known as Dylan from Cork. See, okay, so that, that was a swerve because I thought it was someone else. Oh, uh, who did you think it was? And then when you said Cork, so uh, one of our big fans, Jaron Walker, Mm. I, I believe is also just uh, unfortunately he, he mentioned one during one of the streams recently that unfortunately that the girl who he met through WrestleTalk mm, that's right yeah they are no longer together unfortunately oh that's a um, shame but sending all our love Jaron and to you Dylan that's awesome news that you're getting in the ring and doing some refereeing mm -hmm. uh, it was something I w once wanted to do but then I thought do you know what no, I'm not going to do that. I'll just write about it instead. <laughs> yeah, I'll write about it instead. And I was like, maybe I could be a ring announcer. No, because then you have to talk in front of people. Mm, no, I'm not going to do that. And now, you know, there's no way you could talk in front of people. No, right? see, not like you're yeah, on a, I can't a see. Review. I can't see the people. So I it's see, fine. I can see right. you. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I know. I um, have genuinely, I have genuinely terrible stage fright when it comes to. If I go on mm. stage in front of a bunch of people, I just collapse. So. It's going to be great if we ever hold like live shows and stuff in the future. Mm. And then, It'll be again, really good for it. If I'm standing with people, absolutely fine. But if I'm on my own, I feel just ah. so singled out. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm. Um, he's also attached a picture of him refereeing, which I've just sent you uh, for you to look at if you'd like to, Mr. Andy. Uh, just a picture of him. Uh, which one's the, he? He's the, the, the referee, you numbnuts. Oh, um, I thought he might be the guy in the back crawling outside. <laughs> <laughs> very good. What's that going? Uh, John Cena at the back there in his yes. jorts. Well, uh, Dylan, I'm, that's a good. good good get. Yeah. Uh, um, but thank, thank you very much for that email. Uh, Joseph Tyrrell, formerly known as Dylan from Cork. Appreciate mm. you very much and welcome back. Uh, glad yeah. you uh, glad you came back. We, we've missed you. Absolutely. Um, um, what else have you been up to, Miss Statson, as of late? Uh, well, I've been playing more uh, Call of Duty Wars. So my, my flatmate has finally moved back in um, and he uh, is a big uh, Call of Duty player and he's got a bunch of guys he plays with and I'm now one of the guys who <gasps> plays Call of Duty. And I was just practicing because I thought, you know what, I'm, they're, much, they're quite a bit better than me. Like, so I thought I'd practice by playing a couple of solo games 
And okay. I won my first solo game ever on like the second attempt. Wow. Like I've, I've played loads of times before, but like just restarted playing. I just, my second attempt, I got like, 10 kills. I couldn't believe <sighs> it. I know. It was well it was, done. It was crazy. So yeah, no, that, 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 that's been fun. I've been doing that. Uh, after uh, we we finished the podcast recording today, I'm going on my first ever double date. <gasps> um, Whoa! So, In lockdown as well. I crazy. know exactly. So um, uh, I'm obviously adhering to tier two because I live with my girlfriend now that we're in tier two. Um, so I've been living there for a while now, and uh, her flatmate uh, has started seeing a girl um so we are all going to be going too and i can i know i know what you're going to guess cabaret brunch yes yes that is what we're doing um so uh, there is a not what i would have guessed there is a bar in north london called the zodiac bar which now and then holds a thing called cabaret brunch which it's what you would imagine it's actually mm -hmm. drag cabaret brunch at that nice. so it'll be um us eating pancakes surrounded by drag queens doing cabaret um which Fun. is about as uh, sort of london, sort of north london and camp as it gets but i'm really looking forward to it uh, it yeah no be, that sounds really uh, fun it should be awesome um yeah so the so the flatmate has just uh they've just started uh kind of properly dating and she was like oh who should i bring to meet this new girl i'm i'm seeing and i was like she went oh yeah my flatmate and that complete weird bloke she's dating. So I'm gonna have to be on my, <laughs> I'm gonna have to be on my best, absolute best behavior. Um, she's French as well, so I'm gonna have to not do any accent. Please don't. I've been told that's the one. She's like, you can talk about pretty much anything. But don't do a French accent because my girlfriend's flatmate is Scottish and she's already experienced me doing a Scottish accent. She's like, please don't do that around <laughs> her. Um, I've generally. If I don't, if I if if I've been told not to, I won't. Um, uh huh. Sure. But uh, I yeah, bet so you think you're on top of the world with your French accent as well. All the practice you've got doing Fleur so, Delacour reading out yeah. the Harry Potter series. So last right? so last night, I was just talking in a French accent just to get out my system. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just ever... love that as a sentence. I I just have to do it. Yeah, yeah. Just got to, you know. Well, it's like the, I used to work at uh, Sainsbury's, which for American views is a uh, one of our largest uh, supermarket uh, uh, grocery stores, as you would call it. And um, if we ever got like anyone from somewhere else uh, at my checkout, and they spoke in a in a strong accent, I would sometimes completely accidentally mimic them. And then I would realize, no, 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 my mind would just go like, oh, hello. And like in a kind of, I was, they would, they would go around, oh, can I have some bags, please? And I'd go, oh, of course. Um, <laughs> and then I'd realize that I'd done that. And then I had to talk in that accent for the rest of the time. Of and course. then if there was someone else after that, I would keep, go, have to keep going. I would just have to hope that there was no one after that so that I could then revert back to my normal voice. You are crazy. I love that. You have to do that because you can't just go, hello, and then afterwards go, yes, I've got some bags for you. Welcome to Sainsbury's. <laughs> but when I used to work at Waitrose, I was told off for not smiling enough. Because a Waitrose. I can't believe that for a second. There's a real weird thing about customer service there. You have to call everyone sir and mm -hmm. madam. Yeah. Um, and you have you know to. why? Because it's polite. Um, no, not that. Because waitresses, because all, the, is, all yeah. the posh people shop there. Yes, yes. Although they don't know, because there are amount of people who come in there who, I mean, let's face it, were just the scum of the earth. Um, <laughs> would come in and just like be unpleasant. So not everyone in there. Uh, I, I was once uh, every every single time you met you you uh, someone came up to your checker, you'd go, "Hello, sir, or hello, madam. Um, how are you today? Would you like any? Would you like any carrier bags?" And I just said that to this couple, and the girl was really nice. She was. I like, feel like you've told this story. Yeah, more. and he just said, he just said, you know, I was going to carry it on my head. What the f do you think I'm going to do with it? And his girlfriend like berated him in front of me. And I was like, yeah, I was sixteen. I was sixteen. I was yeah. a grandmother. Um, I can't. I can't remember whether vine. I told this. I can't remember whether I told this story before. But I was working at a game store when the charge came in. The five p carrier bag charge was first mm. introduced. Um, so we had to then enforce 5p charges and all the carry bags for, and this was around Christmas time as well. Oh, so people no. were coming in 
And I always remember these people kicking off about the 5p charge and carry bags when they just spent £600 on two consoles. It's like, 5p makes no difference to your shop. No, my budget was £600, not £600 (laughs) and 5p. They cost 20p now. You see this this orange Sainsbury's bag I've got here? 20p for this. And I always forget every single week to to bring it again. So then I have to spend 20p every week on a Absolutely new Sainsbury's bag for life. Yeah. Uh, but do bring yeah. your own bags into shops because someone, for someone who's worked in uh, Sainsbury's and Waitrose, it makes a lot of difference because it means that we don't have to open lots of bags for you and get really dry fingers because we can't lick yeah, them anymore. That, that's the reason. Nothing to do with the environment or anything like yeah. that. It really helps your fingers. Now, see, I'm not a vegetarian, as you know. In fact, I'm completely the opposite. I'm basically like a carnivore. Mm-hmm. Um but I was uh, watching uh, an episode of Good Mythical Morning earlier this mm-hmm. morning, well, uh, just after I'd finished my script for you. And um, they were talking about this thing called, is it on, is not, not Honest Burger? Um, oh, yeah. Um, Beyond Burger, no? Be, uh, there's Beyond Burger and there's also, there's, okay, it's called Impossible Burger. That's right, yeah. And uh, but there's also Beyond Burger, but they were saying how Impossible Burger is better. And the way they were like describing us, like, oh mate, maybe I should be, because <laughs> they were like, it's ninety percent less gr- like um, like grass being eaten, like ninety three percent less impact on the environment, ninety percent mm-hmm. less water like used, all this sort of thing. And I was like, oh man, like I do want to save the environment, but I really do like ham. <laughs> um, and like, I just, yeah, maybe, I don't know, maybe, maybe, because they're saying, like, genuinely, they're not, because like, they weren't being sponsored or anything, they were saying, genuinely, you cannot tell. If someone mm. gave this to you, in a because it's in a burger, because it's not like a steak, because I think if, if it was like in a steak form, you'd probably uh-huh. be able to tell, but because it's in like a minced patty form, they just, they couldn't tell. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it is much more expensive. Like, of I, course I, will, I, I will say that, but yes, for that 90%, I mean, if everyone but did if, that like once I was a week, say, if you could afford it, you yeah. really should do that, yeah. Like, and that's for me. And I, I, because I eat so much meat. The, I, the other day, mm. I had a baguette for dinner, um, and it was smoked ham, chicken ham, parma ham, two types of chorizo, two types of salami. And Serrano ham. <laughs> uh, so there wasn't anything else Butter. in the spaghetti. You're a madman. Hey, Ooh, it was you're so an good. I, I, I ate it as a reward for winning my first game, Warzone and because I was genuinely trembling after that game. Like when you're getting down to the final 10, your heart just goes, oh, by the way, I'm here. <laughs> Um, and your hands start sweating. And like every uh-huh. time you kill someone, you put the controller down, you sort of hide somewhere, put the controller in and wipe your hands on your yep. on your trousers to kind of get the sweat mm-hmm. off and then pick it up again. Oh, dude, I had that yesterday because I was playing a bit more um, Hades, obviously, because that's all I've oh, been yeah. playing lately. Um, up to, I think, like 12 or 13 clears now on it, which is nice. Mm. Um, but I had one yesterday where I had a really horrible build for it. Like I was kind of half and half between two different kinds of builds and nothing really like synced up, nothing worked. All the rewards and the and the benefits and stuff I got, none of them really worked together. I was mm. like, man, I'm going to really struggle to, to actually beat the final boss here. I was like, I can do it maybe if I just don't use my weapon and I just dash around because dashing does extra stuff. Yeah. And I've got like a, a long range like cast thing I can use. I'll, I'll use some of that. And I just won't hit with my weapon because if I start doing that, I'm just going to take loads of damage and I'll just die really quick. And I got down and I got him down to maybe it took forever. And I got him down to maybe like, because <clears throat> you, you take his whole health bar down and then he goes back to full and then you have to take yeah. it all down again. That sounds um, like a Nintendo game. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's not a Nintendo game. It's done by uh, Supergiant Games. Thank you Wait, very much. It's on Nintendo. Um, Wait, and also on, Steam. It's not a Nintendo game. Uh, anyway, yes. So I, t- I took him down to, to zero. He went back to full. And then I got him down to maybe like a quarter health left. And then I died. And I was really upset. And I was like, it took me genuinely about 15 minutes just to get him to that point. Because it was just yeah. really slow ticking damage throughout the whole thing. Yeah, je- like, oh my gosh. Nothing worse when you can see your health slowly going down. Mm-hmm. And I mean, 
Yes. Okay. There or in this case, worse. very quickly down. <laughs> there, there are there are things worse in the world. However, <laughs> in this in this in this particular circumstance, like when you see your health going down, be like, but I'm getting chunks of his, and you've just about learned what like exactly sort of where to go and stuff like that and how to move. And then you just slowly see your one going down, and it's like, well, let's face it, we're probably both going to die here. But it's just who dies a millisecond before the other one. Mm-hmm. Amount of times where I've got, oh no, I've died, and then realise that actually no, it's just a cut. It's just like a stopped because they've just died, mm-hmm. and I've, I've actually got sort of half a health left. Yeah, that's a classic. <sighs> um, but I believe that's all the time we've got for this episode of the SmackDown podcast. We've gone a little bit longer today, and I know it's mm. just because you're not going to be able to get to talk to me for two weeks. I know. Well, I mean, you will be. When when do you actually go away? Uh, next Friday. Next I'm off Friday. First day okay. off. Cool. So then, yeah, and then I I won't be on the the news or the podcast next Saturday. Mm-hmm. I will be doing the news the Saturday after, but I won't be on the podcast. Um, so we'll have other people joining. Who can say Ooh. who those people are? you'll have to find out by tuning in next week um but yes thank you very much for listening everyone uh we love you very much take care of yourselves out there and we'll have some more content for you soon see you later bye bye hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 